you have the chance to win a Spring Super Sweeps from LAist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes too when you donate now at LAist.com sweeps. I'm Tracy Thomas, host of One for the Books, a live literary event series from LAist. We are back with guests, author Amanda Montel and actor Bella Lavelle. You can find us on May 15th at the Crawford Family Forum. Tickets at LAist.com events. Studios. Today on the LA Report, a state regulatory panel considers declaring two Los Angeles County juvenile detention facilities unsuitable for housing young detainees. Nothing changed. They're really affecting the kids, and they're the ones that got to go through this. LA City Council is poised to take action against thieves stripping infrastructure of copper wiring. And independent movie houses are coming back in force since the pandemic shutdown put the industry in peril. Good morning, it's Thursday, February 15th. I'm Suzanne Watley, and you're listening to the LA Report from LAist 89.3. It's been less than a year since the County of Los Angeles was forced to move hundreds of incarcerated young people out of facilities that a state board had found to be unsuitable. They were moved to Downey to Los Padrinos Juvenile Hall, which LAist's Robert Garova reports is now under scrutiny. Last summer, the probation department moved about 270 children and teens to the lightly remodeled Los Padrinos after regulators found failures on safety checks and a long list of other problems at the old facilities. Since then, there have been lockdowns, a gun was found on campus, and the facility failed to comply with some of the rules that caused the move in the first place. Adrina Rochal's son is inside Los Padrinos. Nothing changed. They're really affecting the kids, and they're the ones that got to go through this. The state board will make a decision this week on whether youths can remain at the troubled facility. For LA's 89.3, I'm Robert Garova. The panel is also scrutinizing the Barry J. Nydorf Secure Youth Treatment Facility in Silmar. Los Angeles Mayor Karen Bass is not pleased with a group of downtown business owners and residents that is demanding the city be fined over $6 million for allegedly failing to reduce homeless encampments and not being transparent about the process. Bass calls the court action baseless. A March 4th hearing is set to discuss the motion filed last week in federal court by the L.A. Alliance for Human Rights. The group claims L.A. has violated a 2022 settlement agreement between the association and the city, calling for housing at least 60 percent of people living on the streets in each of the city's 16 council districts. A statement from Bass says in part that the city has brought thousands more unhoused Angelinos inside last year than the year before. The L.A. City Council has approved motions designed to stop thieves from ripping out copper wire from streetlights, bridges, and other infrastructure across Los Angeles. Council President Paul Krikorian says railroad signals have also been damaged. Putting at risk a train full of people all for the benefit of 20 or 30 bucks worth of copper. This is absolutely intolerable. 
The first motion establishes a copper wire task force in partnership with the police. The second creates a reward program to report crimes related to street lighting. Councilmember Eunice Hernandez voted against the motions, saying that the city should instead focus on preventative measures. City staff and police are instructed to come back with a report on rolling out the plan, but no timeline has been given. There's a bill in the California legislature that would require schools in the state to teach reading using phonics, which helps kids learn how to read using the sound of letters. Assemblymember Blanca Rubio wrote the bill. She says we need the change. California doesn't rank well in reading or student literacy. Currently, 4 in 10 California third-grade students leave elementary school without proper literacy. Critics of the proposed law say a one-size-fits-all approach is not the way to go. The bill heads to the Assembly Education Committee next month. Coming up, why Malibu's biggest thoroughfare is now being closed during the overnights. Support for LAS comes from Latino Theater Company at the Los Angeles Theater Center presenting American Mariachi by Jose Cruz Gonzalez. It's the 1970s and women can't be mariachis. Or can they? American Mariachi is a feel-good comedy about familia, amor, and tradición that will send your heart soaring and put a bounce in your step with a wave of vibrant, infectious live music. On stage through June 9th, tickets and information at latinotheaterco.org. Imagine if you could charge your electric vehicle at the places you already love to eat, shop, and play. Whether you're at the movies, on your weekly grocery trip, or running errands at your local mall, Volta EV charging stations are built around your day-to-day and located in your community and nationwide. All you have to do is check in, plug in, and go about your day. It's EV charging made convenient. Download the Volta app to find your new favorite place to charge. Back now to the L.A. Report. The March primary is less than three weeks away. Reporter Alexei Kosev has a tip to make sure your ballot is among the first counted. Election officials say it's best to get your ballot back by the Friday or Saturday before Election Day. The fastest and easiest way to do this is to mail back your ballot as soon as possible. The postage is already paid, so you don't even need a stamp. And if you're running low on time, then you can find one of the secure drop boxes located around your county. These are checked every day, and you can find the locations on your county elections website. California takes longer to tabulate election results because it provides an extra week after Election Day, during which ballots can arrive and still be counted. Check out LAist's voter game plan to help you prep for the March 5th primary online at laist.com vote. Last week's storm caused erosion that closed a stretch of PCH in Malibu. It reopened, but more work on the roadbed is required, so Malibu officials have announced the highway will be shut down during the overnights between Sycamore Canyon Road and Las Posas Road. Both directions will be closed nightly from approximately 6 in the evening to 7 in the morning. The future of L.A.'s indie movie theaters was in jeopardy during the pandemic, yet many have come back stronger than ever, bringing in new audiences who've discovered the charm of watching a classic film on the big screen surrounded by other fans. I cannot stress how important to see films with an audience. That communal feeling, you can't replicate that. Even if you have 10 people at your house, you just can't replicate it. That's Jules McLean, who runs the new Beverly Cinema in the Fairfax District. The theater is one of several around Los Angeles, being featured as part of a new series from LAist's How to LA podcast team, which is exploring some of the city's oldest venues, their histories, and how they serve the community today.
I think you get something emotionally. And even though you might not know the 200 people you're sitting with, you just had a collective experience. You can check it out online at last.com slash how to LA. In the forecast, you can expect partly cloudy afternoon skies, high temperatures once again in the 60s, a brief warm up tomorrow, then cooler for the weekend and rain moving in on Sunday. you for listening to the LA Report. You can read more news at LAist.com or listen live anytime on the LAist app or on the radio at 89.3 FM. The AM edition is hosted and produced by me, Suzanne Watley, with assistance from producer Tyler Wayne. Our engineer is Federico Garcia Rodriguez. Catherine Mailhouse is the director of content development. LAist's executive editor is Megan Garvey. Original music by Scott Kelly. Check back here at 4 for the PM edition. Listeners like you help make the LA Report possible. Please donate at last.com slash join. And the LA Report is supported by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe quality journalism makes Southern California a better place to live. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps.